This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM 103.7 and we're talking travel. Sally Lucas. Airlines have been around or aircraft have been around for over a century now and I suppose there's been some changes over the years. But there's been some recent changes. There have, and I think all for the better for the traveller. I mean, this is what we're aiming at, isn't it, to provide a better standard of service, whether it be from the travel agency all the way through to the end product. I think we want to offer service that's our industry, and I think sometimes that has been lost a little bit by certain you know, facets of our industry along the way, that really we are a service provider and we should be providing the best that we can. And I hope that we all continue to strive to achieve that. Um, and a lot of the airlines are doing that now, I think, and it's about time, if I may say so. I think we, we have had wide-bodied aircraft for a long time now. And really, as a comment, <laughs> it's a really interesting article, if anyone happened to read it in the Australian Financial Review, they have every week a business travel section in it, which was in um, yesterday's paper. And um, they're just talking about the airlines and comparing them and what they're doing and they're even talking about, like, in business class, the old days, as they said, what were cocoons seem so wonderful now seem like stuffy little bunks compared to some of the, the bedding that is now available with, with certain aircraft. And even economy, I think, we are trying, or some airlines are trying to lift their game. Let's face it, if you're going to get DVT, that's the class you're going to get it in. You're not really going to get it in business or first class because you're, you know, you're elevated, basically. You're sitting either in a seat that's elevated or you've got a footstool or an ottoman or you're in a bed. But when you're in economy, you know, and it's often more, more people, more seats, you don't like clambering over somebody all the time, you know. So you feel that if you're the one stuck against the window and not on the aisle. So I think what's happening is that, and I hope eventually all airlines will bring in what we call this new premium economy. We've talked about this before, and it's a wonderful option that's situated between economy and business class that let people travel at a higher standard of you know, comfort without having to pay a full business class airfare. Virgin Atlantic, for one airline, has done a, a magnificent job. Um, their actual premium economy now would be bigger than the old business class seats. So they really are stepping up. And yet all leather seating, uh, priority check-in and boarding, for example, uh, as I said, the wider, more spacious seat that's got a generous 38-inch pitch between seats so you don't have that cramped leg room. Um, Dedicated cabin crew like you would get in business class just for your section. Um, You've got personal seat, obviously, back TV with 300 hours' worth of entertainment in it. They're really up up to the market, Virgin Atlantic, and what they're doing there. I mean, Richard Branson is an innovator in his field, and I'm sure... He keeps on top of everything to this day with his airlines. Um, you get an amenity kit full of essentials for the flight. You get your own washrooms. You get a choice of three premium meals. You're offered like a, a, a meat, a vegetarian or you know, chicken or fish. So there's a choice of three meals. Um, laptop power in every seat and so on. And you're not really paying that much more than economy class. Now, they only fly at the moment through Hong Kong through to London, but it's a great service. And they also have their upper suite, which is um, well in the upper, obviously, of the aircraft. It's their business class, and it's absolutely magnificent. Um, and they honestly have the longest and the widest seat now in business class. You've got 84 centimetres in width, 
and 202 centimetres long. Now, that's going to cover almost, unless it's a giant, almost the tallest person. So, I mean, you can't beat that. And the other things they offer, of course, other than that, when it's converted to a seat, you do have a, a lovely ottoman so a partner can sit and chat with you when it's not a bed. Um, you know, everything that you can think of. You you have the wonderful um, service of meals, again, more choice of meals. Um, it's, it's very, very luxurious. You've got a bar, so you can wander to a bar and sit around a bar so you're not just sitting in a seat all the time. They have a masseuse on board if you feel you'd like a massage. I mean, it's just taking it to a whole different level and you can get chauffeur-driven car transfers at the end. Uh, You get, I think, a 60-kilometre radius, Sydney, Hong Kong and London to take you to your destination. So, I mean, that's a much better... That's the equivalent of old first class, really, is what you're getting in their business class. And they call it business class. That's Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And Singapore Airlines is doing much the same thing as well. I mean, they've got the wonderful now, the the huge, big flatbed in in first class. I mean, it's like duvets, pillows, crisp linen, the whole thing. Just like staying at home. And just two airlines at the moment, which I think is quite interesting, Jane, are actually improving economy in as much as Singapore Airlines and Cathay, so that you don't have your knees shattered when someone puts their seat back as normally happens they're making the headdress slide and as it tilts back your seat tilts forward and goes under the seat in front of you so you're not got that situation where you're leaning back and having the tray drop on someone else's lap or having your knees shattered as i said so even in economy now there are innovations happening and let's hope they continue across the board with all airlines we're talking travel on to and you are fm 103.7 and sally lucas Uh, is with us again of course brought to you by our sponsor travel world on king sally we're looking at some interesting types of trips that have just become available yeah we've been doing this the last couple of weeks jane and i just think it's great to be able to let people know now that the world as we've said before is not getting smaller really it's getting larger again if you like with different places opening up to tourism that have not been open before so where doors have been shut they're now open so i think it's wonderful that we're getting the opportunity to be able to offer the traveling public a lot more variety, if you like, of destinations to go to. For those who feel they've done everything, even though they probably haven't, they might feel they have. (laughs) This one is not really all that different, except I had to throw it in because, you know, Jane, what I'm like, a francophile. (laughs) But there's a company has brought out some gastronomic pleasures of France for the food and wine connoisseurs who just feel they wouldn't like to go to France without completing this, you know, trip with an indulgence in um, gourmet pleasures, if you like. And there's one in for Paris, and there's also one that does the Loire Valley in Bordeaux. The Paris one's just three days and it's 1215 per person so we're not talking small bickies but and the Loire Valley um, starts at uh, six days I think from about 4467 but what you're getting is this is Michelin you know star Michelin restaurants um, cooking uh, classes as well with Michelin rated chefs you know accommodation breakfast daily some sightseeing uh, an oenology class you know so you, you, we're wine tasting so it's really for those people who are really if you like gourmands plus you know wine lovers but just something that's there if someone wants to do something a little bit special a touch of france a touch there. of france just to let you know too with great southern rail who operates the gan in the indian pacific they're bringing out now some a couple of hosted group tours so like like-minded people who like traveling by train you can go on a specific departure because you all know you're there for the same purpose. These are, I think, are a good idea for people who like 
chatting with people who have got the same interests. And they've got one that does the southwest, uh, which is the 3rd of October, which covers obviously the wildflower season. So if you're interested in wildflowers plus your rail travel, you know, you can be common with common-minded people. And for ex-Sydney, this starts from $4,285 just to let people know. And there is a pensioner concession available on that as well. And that's um, a nine-day itinerary, okay, from Sydney. And, and you go, go... Sorry, Jane. That belongs... Uh, I'm sorry, that includes travelling by train as well? Well, I mean, it includes the Indo-Pacific um, on the way over. And then uh, and you finish actually in Perth and you make your own way to Perth for your flight home. So it's a rail one way, plus all your touring, you know, once you get there, Kalgoorlie, you go through Kalgoorlie, Esperance, Albany, Busselton, etc., Fremantle. So, yeah, not, and it's a nice itinerary. And the top end, they've got one going up to the top end as well, which obviously are different times of the year, June, August and September this year. And a similar situation, this is just a seven-day, um, and that includes, again, you know, a two-day Kakadu tour, of course, and you're flying home and you rail up and all your accommodation. Nearly all your meals are included, all your sites. It's pretty well an all-inclusive package on those. Um, Touring Italy. Now, it is the flavour of the month, really has been for probably last year and this year in Europe. It's really taken off. You just, people can't get enough of Italy at the moment. This is just a leisurely paced, stunning tour that starts in Switzerland. And you have two nights high in the wonderful Swiss Alps, um, visiting Zermatt and the Matterhorn, etc. But then you're travelling down through that beautiful region of Stresa and Maggiore. And, you know, it's just wonderful. You look at the Artuni, Montecatini in, in Tuscany, um, all the way through down into Rome. And you do Sorrento, the Neapolitan Riviera, etc. All of that. So, but it's very leisurely. So it's not a whistle stop tour. It's actually 18 stunning days. So that's quite a lengthy itinerary when you think about what most itineraries do of, of you know, Europe or even Italy, should I say. It's only got four departures, May, June, July and September on those. And if anyone's really interested, it it's absolutely reads beautifully and it's got, again, a lot of inclusions in there for someone who wants to do it in a very stunning, leisurely way. And seeing such a lot of the jewels in the crown of Italy. Well, absolutely. Just a beautiful part of Italy. And for those interested in Africa, again, Africa has become a more popular destination as well, and it's burgeoning, they're saying, at the moment, all the reports we're reading. It's really a growing uh, tourism area again, Africa, not just south, you know, all parts of Africa. This is actually a camping itinerary, though. It's uh, a journey that does um, from Johannesburg through to Cape Town, going through, obviously, South Africa, Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Fantastic itinerary, I mean, and I think camping in Africa, the night skies, the the animals, I think camping really suits Africa rather than accommodated because you you can't always get accommodation in some of these wonderful areas, whether they're Serengeti plains or whether they're the Namibian desert or, you know what I mean? So I think the camping option is the way to go. So this is a wonderful itinerary here and it's 32 days. And um, it operates um, quite a few times throughout the year as well. And it's all sorts of inclusions, too many to mention, but heaps of national parks. They're doing just wonderful excursions all the way through. And you are seeing the most magnificent parts of Africa and, and its wildlife. So that is fantastic. And well, Sally, so, I often yes, think about um, Africa as being full of animals that are bigger than us. Yes, of course. <laughs> and of course, if you're camping, you're out amongst them. You are. Presumably it's safe. It is. That they're usually you're within like a national park type situation where they have, and some of these national parks do have like little rondevelles or huts as they call them, or the rondevelles as they call them over there, but they also have like the camping option as well. So it's in a, it's in a fenced area, but you really, you can hear 
what's happening around you and that you know when they all come down to feed usually you know they'll take you or you'll be near a waterhole so that you can observe because all these animals of course are night creatures because it's safer for them to feed and drink and at night and they hide a lot during the day so when you go gaming sort of game that's why they go so early in the morning and then in the evening because during the day most of these animals you wouldn't find they'd be asleep hiding somewhere camouflage so, so it's worth being out near where they go ex- exactly mm. and that's why i think the camping's such a great thing to do um just to let you know, to Euroscape Travel, which uh, basically um, specialises in Russia, the Baltics, Ukraine, Mongolia, China, all these wonderful areas that are coming on board, have got a new release of about four different brochures on the marketplace now, which covers just about everything imaginable through these countries, Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, you know, just, just wonderful, including rail, coach, village stays, you know, walking tours, Beautiful, and these parts of the world, are, again, as we were saying earlier, have not been exposed so much to tourism. So you're in a time warp, and you're seeing just wonderful scenery, meeting wonderful people, experiencing culture as it's always been. Talking travel today. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King. We'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news. To a new RFM one hundred three point seven.